Inside Westminster Chapter 20 Voiced by your own petard Screaming emanating from the Clerkenwell flat, recently rented by Mandy's parents, but used as Potty and Mandy's love nest, woke the neighbours, who spent the previous day protesting outside the Houses of Parliament and had returned home exhausted. Toffer and Luli, short for Christopher and Louise, had been boasting to fellow anti-Brexit activists that their new neighbours were none other than Beaver and her bear, a.k.a. Potty and Mandy. What a small world and how divinely sweet that this opportunity had landed in their laps. Was it karma or just pure luck? They didn't care, as this was a golden moment in the lives of two nobodies to score a few points over those they saw as the privileged, ungrateful and arrogant no-hopers who were intent on wrecking the country. Luli, who worked from home, though in truth she had enough money in the trust fund set up at her birth by Daddy, never to need to earn a serious income, had been carefully logging the heated rows blasting through the thin dividing walls of this once magnificent Victorian mansion. She couldn't believe how regular and unremitting these were, usually starting with the female voice. Fuck you, you careless piece of shit, would be a typical start, and then it would crescendo upwards with, Why do I bother? Your habits are disgusting. I mean, they're enough to make me throw up. Clearly, Bear was not dancing to Beaver's tune, and what a tune that was. Firstly, once the Swinton Eagle parents had come on board and put their support behind Mandy's plan to get her man, Angelica had emailed suggestions to her daughter as to how to get Potty into shape. He must lose that belly, she'd advised. No one trusts a man with that wobbly thing hanging over his belt. Men despise him and women won't fancy him and the female vote is going to swing this. How Angelica had got her info was anyone's guess. From one of her gossipy magazines, no doubt. Then it was the hair. Mandy had demanded it be tamed before she would allow any smidgen of a rumour getting out that they were an item. This had been hard for poor Potty, who loved his towzled mane. Indeed, one of his favourite pastimes was standing in front of a mirror and scrunching up his locks even more. Wasn't the just-out-of-bed look all the rage? He'd even tried various of Mandy's hair products to set his style for the cameras. And the party women loved it and fell at his feet, imagining Adonis gracing their dinner parties or fundraising events. I mean, the Blue Rinse Brigade would do anything, I mean anything, for their handsome darling. Meanwhile, back at the picket line, Luli was devising a devious plan to truly screw the future PM. Various comrades chipped in with advice and suggestions. How about a smear of dog shit on the mat in front of their door? I mean, if Trudge Jones walks in with his shoe covered in shit, he'll be mincemeat. Make sure you've got your phone ready on record at all times, day and night. I mean, wasn't the last cracker at 2am? And so on, till Lulu's head was spinning. But the trap was set, and all that was needed was... And, as predicted, the storm blew up in the early hours of Saturday morning, starting with the usual hurl of abuse from the female. There was even an ear-piercing screech which woke both Toffer and Luli. Christ, what's the poor bugger done now? Toffer groaned as he rolled out of bed. 
Where's the phone? It's going to be a cracker, so it's now or never. With that, he slipped onto the landing and pressed the phone up against the flimsy front door of Potty and Mandy's flat. As Vesuvius calmed down and the eruption was over, Toffer returned to phone the police. Might as well really stuff them. He and Luli had agreed that this would really seal the deal and had no qualms about dropping people whom they saw as the enemy right in it. They deserve everything they get, Luli had chimed once the recording had been sent to a left-leaning newspaper, one that didn't pay for information, so that she and Toffer could be seen as whiter than white. Little did they know that their act had sorted out the enormous problem facing another member of the circle of people they despised so much. Sophia Mowbray Dick, head of chambers at Riglet Trotter and Toad, couldn't believe her luck. She literally fell off her chair with laughing when she heard the breaking news on Sunday morning. Police were called to the residence of Ptolemy Trudge Jones, hot favourite to win the Tory party leadership battle, and his girlfriend Mandy Swinton Eagle. I only had to wait for that clown of a man and his disgusting partner in crime to screw themselves over. And her sister Venetia couldn't have agreed more. Yes, talk about hoist by their own petard. I'm glad you didn't have to get your hands dirty, Soph. You've got enough on your hands, what with the kids and everything. And with that, Sophia went off to church, beaming from ear to ear for once. <laughs>